0: Good Afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You have tuned into the Rebel News live stream on this a Tuesday, July fifth, twenty twenty-two. I'm David Menzies, and my co-host. Well, let me tell you a little bit about my co-host. You know what, folks? Today is National Bikini Day. And my friend was prevented from wearing her bikini for two years because her town sealed off the beach to everybody due to COVID. Yeah, that's right. What a disgrace. She is the she-devil with a slingshot. She is the Khaleesi of Northumberland County. She is Tamara Ugolini. How you doing there?
1: David, your introductions never cease to amaze <laughs> me. And how do you know it's National Bikini Day? This is a you know great what? I, great I, introduction. I there. do not Kudos. make this
0: up. Uh it is also, in, in case anyone isn't uh enthused with uh National Bikini Day, <laughs> it's also National Apple Turnover Day, Ooh. Graham Cracker Day, Hawaii Day, and Workaholics Day. There's one for you because you yeah. are a workaholic on the COVID front. Nobody is covering. The COVID nonsense, like Tamara Ugolini, folks. Uh, and uh, I know you uh, just had an interview um, with a doctor. Yes. That's going to premiere in the days ahead. It, that's right. I know it's going to be a showstopper. It will be. So um, did you have a nice Dominion Day weekend?
1: Yeah, I sure did. We, uh, you know, laid low, um, workaholics aside. Uh, <laughs> it was nice to have a little bit of time just spent at home with the family and did some some festivities Luckily, yes, the town that I'm from, uh, originally Coburg, they have blocked off their beach and all of their activities, a waterfront festival, a sandcastle festival, it's a a tourist town. So they do a lot of festivities throughout the summer and that's been all gone for the last two years. So finally this year, they were back up and rolling. Uh, Unfortunately, it wasn't the turnout that it normally is and Mm. they didn't secure a lot of the contracts as per usual. So...
0: And you just said Coburg, and before the show, you went out of your way to tell me not to mention Coburg, <laughs> and I went out of my way not to say Coburg you did. in Northumberland County. So I that's on that. you, to Tamara Ugolini. And it's Kichigan. the rolling
1: hills of Northumberland. <laughs> the hills. They do have rolling hills. And what about your Dominion Day, right? You were in Ottawa. There was a lot of uh, festivities there, wasn't oh, there? Oh,
0: well, you might call them festivities. Normally, <laughs> uh celebrating a nation's birthday is all about festivities, folks, but uh, I'll, I'll tell you all about it. We had a whole team there uh, Maurizio, we had um, Isabel, uh, super producer Efron, of course, our Ottawa-based correspondent, Wild Bill, who's just knocking it out of the park when it comes to scrumming uh, Liberal MPs who look upon Bill as um, the second coming of um, Typhoid Mary. They, they, they <laughs> literally run away. And he's just doing a great, uh, great job. And we'll, I'll tell you more about my observations after spending the entire weekend there. Ottawa, in the Reader's Digest version, it was a very sad, depressing, and oppressing place. Mm-hmm. But uh, before we get into that, uh, Tamara, usually yes, the She-Double-With-A-Sword, introduce... uh, Sheila Gunn-Reed, our beloved uh, colleague, tells uh, tells the folks what we're trying to do here
1: yes so this is the daily live stream where we digest and provide commentary on news of the day you can tune into to this live stream on youtube rumble odyssey uh, and getter Unfortunately, though, if we get into the nitty gritty and some of the weedy topics around the COVID narrative where we may question or discuss the shortfallings of the science, TM, uh, then unfortunately we do have to remove ourselves from YouTube. We basically have to censor ourselves in order to stay afloat. We don't want to lose our YouTube viewers. But in order to make sure that we can say what we'd like to say without being censored or being deplatformed completely, we will have to remove ourselves probably at some point towards the end of this particular live stream because we are going to discuss some COVID science. Um, So then you can tune in to us on those other three platforms, Rumble, Odyssey and Getter. So hopefully... You can just make that smooth transition right over now, or you can do it later when we sign off of YouTube. But in the meantime, we'll discuss some topics that are not necessarily going against the community standards, YouTube YouTube's community <laughs> standards, uh, whatever those are these days. Yeah. So I guess first and foremost, that would be a recap of your Ottawa coverage. Yeah,
0: and many of the reports have already been posted at uh, rebelnews.com and, of course, our uh, YouTube channel. I don't think we have offended any of the censorious thugs of Silicon Valley with our Dominion Day weekend reports. And by the way, if you're wondering why I'm not calling it Canada Day, mm-hmm. uh, if you look at the history of the name change, which was brought in by Justin's father back in 1982 – Uh, Last day of parliament, um, seven members short of a quorum. And it was shoved through. And you know what, Tamara, I I, I once uh, reached out to the Parliamentary Rules Committee uh, people and said, well, if you're passing legislation uh, short of a quorum, how how can it stick? And Mm -hmm. the rule is is if everyone's in agreement, you don't need a quorum. And that was news to me. And, I mean, you may say, well, you know, the the name change of a holiday is a minor issue, but what if it was something more important? Mm -hmm. What if it was something about, oh, I don't know, mandatory vaccinations, and you had 13 people there, and, um, yeah, no problem. Uh, We're all in agreement, so it must go through. Uh, That was a cautionary tale for me, to say the least. But getting back to... um, you know, Dominion Day or Canada Day, if you prefer. Uh, Usually, um, Ottawa and Parliament Hill is a very festive place. And we got there um, the day before, uh, which was uh, actually two days before. What am I saying? Um, To Parliament Hill. And they had, it was creepy, folks. They had closed off all access to the Hill. They had set up airport-style security at one entry point. So it was kind of like you know the Justin Trudeau liberals giving you a taste of oh I don't know what it's like to fly out of Pearson or to go to your friendly neighborhood passport office uh, because the lineups were big and um, here's all the restricted items the fun police now as you can Look see at that. I know it, it, and 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 here and here it is we're we're going through and it, it's mm-hmm. complete with the metal wand and mm-hmm. the um, the pat downs and um, the we were filming this because we are outdoors in a public place, and evidently that was off site. So, right off the bat, our trip to Ottawa was kind of like a Yoko Ono uh, concert. It started out badly and then proceeded to get horrid, <laughs> um, which is to say that the Parliamentary Protective Service uh, police, who I found to be really good in previous uh, visits to Ottawa, when there's a protest on the hill, they've allowed um, you know the you know the protesters to do their own thing, not so much anymore. And this was the deal, folks. I and um, my cameraman had to surrender our phones and cameras, and they wanted to go through our photo library and erase and delete uh, coverage they didn't feel was appropriate.
1: Hmm. I mean, can you imagine? Where does that, that remind you of? Like, is that <laughs> really? It's so hard to believe that this is Canada. On Canada Day, Dominion yeah, Day, whichever yeah. you prefer. And they're literally patting down. I mean, here's some elderly people, but children. I saw yes. the videos of these children, you know, s- spreading and having the pat down uh, just to access the public hill.
0: Yeah. So like. we refused to, they're, they're, you know, to allow them to go through our footage, folks. And, and by the way, I've been uh, 10 years ago, I went to um, the demilitarized zone. Uh, between North and South Korea. And there was nothing like this. there. <laughs> That's one of the most, you know, red alert uh, boundaries on the face of the planet. And yet here I'm seeing this in uh, Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, uh, in the days leading up to our national birthday. So our my cameraman and I get a load of this, folks. We were suspended for 24 hours from getting on Parliament Hill because we would surrender our our uh, devices. You know, Tamara, this is Banana Republic stuff.
1: Oh, <laughs> to put it, <laughs> to put it lightly, I yeah. would say I I'm shocked, at, especially free loving Canadians who are just looking to get a little taste of of normal yeah. of pre COVID times gathering on the hill. I mean, there would typically. Traditionally, be millions of people gathering on the Hill in Canada Day celebrations. I mean, it's the nation's capital.
0: That's right. And everything was downscaled. Um, There was no flyby, uh, flyover, rather, of the snowbirds. Uh, Mm. The fireworks were not at Parliament Hill. They were moved to another park. Um, And uh, even, you know, uh, on Wellington Street, which remains closed to traffic, um, there were Huge clampdowns about what you could do. I mean, for example, uh, interviewed a street preacher, Pastor Love. He was told uh, to bugger off or face um, uh, a $1,000 fine or what have you. Uh, Same with an individual. He wasn't even preaching. He was just handing out religious materials. He was told to vamoose. Um, And the deal was they weren't blocking traffic because you know, Wellington Street is still closed to traffic in front of Parliament Hill, even though the convoy left in February, and it might be closed forever. It's closed at least until the end of the year. Then Council in Ottawa is going to decide whether to keep it permanently closed. And basically, what bylaw police told them, um, and and by the way, they weren't impeding pedestrian traffic on the hill either. So that that's a nothing burger. Uh, you just can't be solitary. You, you stationary, rather. You can hold your sign or hand out your stuff, but you've got to walk and talk, walk and talk. You know what? Tamara, that's prison lingo. You know, when the prisoners get Mm. out on the yard, you go in, you walk in a circle, you walk and talk. And what a fitting metaphor for Parliament Hill on Dominion Day with all this unnecessary law enforcement, all these guys with ticket books out, we covered the fact that somebody wrote Free Tamara in chalk.
1: Not, not me, by the way. No, not H. this Tamara.
0: That's going <laughs> to happen close. one day. Pretty close. It was actually, I'll, it was I'll close.
1: You. <laughs> the, b- you came the close for that
0: visit to uh, <laughs> Tim Hortons, right? <laughs> yeah. And um, we, uh, so we, we saw, you know, in chalk, writing Free Tamara, and yet you go back two summers ago, and when people were using paint, To put Black Lives Matter Mm -hmm, on street, mm -hmm. oh no problem there. I was like, law enforcement was saying, "Can I hold your?" They were taking a
1: knee. Yeah,
0: (laughs) and now and by the way, this would have been washed off with the first rainfall. Instead, the um, uh, the Ottawa police turned into a janitorial service and got on their hands and knees and started scrubbing it off because God forbid Justin Trudeau might you know, see that free Tamara. So they um, took
1: a knee in a different way.
0: Yeah. They, oh, good one. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of taking a knee in solidarity, they took a knee to become housekeeping services and start <laughs> scrubbing well, that filthy graffiti off the streets of Ottawa.
1: And then the people are being hit with these thousand dollar infractions yep. too. Is this, is this normal for Ottawa? What was your word on the street there? Well,
0: you know what? Uh, no this is this is all a result Tamara of the freedom convoy um and and we saw a preview of what we saw on Dominion Day weekend back in late um April early May which was when rolling thunder although hundreds and hundreds of bikers to come in it wasn't even a demonstration nor a protest it was to do a few laps around the National War Memorial, mm-hmm. lay a wreath at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. No, but that was too much of an ass for them. And, um, you know, they, there was a few dozen bikers that got through the security checkpoint somehow, but the vast majority were uh, had to be parked at a mall uh, in the suburbs uh, of Ottawa. And what we saw then, too, was more than a 1,000 police officers from out of town, you know uh, York region, Peel region, Durham, you name it. And it became law enforcement street theater folks on the Friday night um, before the Rolling Thunder celebration, which was set for Saturday. Um, you had these squadrons of police officers on Rideau Street, and they were basically reclaiming Five meters here, three meters there, moving the crowd onto the sidewalk, moving the crowd off of the sidewalk, <laughs> moving the crowd further up the sidewalk. And there was no end goal, Tamara. It was just like herding cattle for the sake of herding cattle. There was no barn to go to. And- Just um, walk and talk. Just uh, yeah, walk and talk. Walk and talk. And And by the way, were these people smashing windows? Were they- you know, spray painting graffiti? Uh, Were they vandalizing any? No, nothing like that. So at least um, I think local law enforcement realized that to bring in a thousand additional officers from other police uh, services uh, was uh, overreach. Although there were some uh, from other police services on the weekend. Um, And still, again, it did not feel like a celebratory Mm -hmm. occasion. You literally felt you were in some kind of Orwellian world. Big brother is watching you. And by the way, I just want to say this. We went back on Sunday because my suspension, my suspension from Parliament Hill was over. And I went through the metal detector, camera off, and I'm doing my clothes. Basically, I'm on the, the grass of Parliament Hill with the Parliament building behind me. And I'm saying, I have made it. I, I feel great. And then as I'm doing this, Tamara, out of the corner of my eye, what do I see? The security stations are literally being dismantled in front of my eyes. So the metal detectors are gone. The tables are gone. Uh, the guy patting you down down uh, is gone. The, uh, the parliamentary uh, protective service officers are gone. So in other words, if I waited just Three minutes, I wouldn't have had to go go through there. And then all you see is a a, a constant stream of people. How did things change? How did we need a pat down just five minutes ago? And then suddenly, come one, come all, no security, nothing. Again, Tamara, it is law enforcement street theater. The the unspoken strategy is this is Trudeau saying to the Canadians uh, out there that Look at what we are doing to protect you, even though no protection is needed. It was a mm. disgrace. I wonder if it'll change next year.
1: And virtue signaling that I have all the power. Look at me. I'm in. I'm in power. And you better bow down and obey, or else we'll we'll have the hammer here. We'll fine you and ticket you and we'll pat you down and, I mean, we'll we'll throw you in jail. Like like Tamara Leach is yep. uh, being held on an alleged what bail. She's, bail condition breached. Yeah, right? she's breached a bit one bail condition apparently. They refuse to disclose which one exactly. Yeah. So she is there now um to to have her bail hearing today, this morning. But and,
0: and hopefully we'll have our colleague Sheila Gunreed <clears> uh <throat> yes. chime in uh from I think there's been a delay but you know the the bail hearing is going on so we're hopeful to get Sheila on at the end of the show. I and mean, I just want to um throw to a video too, which shows the hypocrisy of what went on in Ottawa, mm-hmm. because people were warned, and I'm not making this up. If you make noise, if you yell like happy birthday, you face like a thousand dollar plus fine. And yet one of the um uh, events of the weekend was uh James Topp, who started a 4,300-kilometer march back in February from British Columbia. He made it all the way to Ottawa to the National War Memorial. And um, more than a 1,000 other uh, people joined the the final few kilometers of the march. Uh, He gave a stirring speech. Uh, He gave a very moving presentation. He he, he bent down to kiss the the tomb of the unknown soldier and get misty-eyed. And yet, folks... This is the amazing thing. Can you imagine? Here is a veteran who served with distinction, and the Antifa types in Ottawa showed up to stage a counter-protest where they decried Mr. Top as a fascist, um, an A blank, I won't say it on um, uh, the broadcast, and a traitor. Now, a fascist and a traitor That's pretty serious. Mm -hmm. You know, what did he do? Because, uh, you know, I always thought that in this country, if you're a fascist or a traitor, um, you might stand to get rewarded by a check of $10.5 as our homegrown Al-Qaeda terrorist uh, Omar Khadr did. (laughs) They say crime doesn't pay. So maybe I wanted to ask the protesters, because that's what they had on their sign, that he was a traitor and a fascist. I want to ask them simply why. These are adults, by the way, not nursery school children, presumably educated. We walked into this counter-protest, William and I, and, uh, well, you know what? Uh, let me not go on any further. Just take a look at the madness that ensued. Oh, and by the way, no $1,000 fines for making excessive noise when it came to these people. For Rebel News here in Ottawa. Well, I'm at the beautiful National War Memorial. And you know something, folks, um, we were here less than 24 hours ago. More than a 1,000 people had assembled to welcome James Topp. He is the reservist who has been walking across Canada going back to February. He's covered more than 4,300 kilometres, if you can imagine. And there was a wonderful reception here to gather him, but not everybody was on side because further down the street here, from the National War Memorial. There were the Antifa types. And we right away noticed their signs and they were demonizing Mr. Top as a fascist, as a traitor. Well, that's pretty harsh. So in any event, we crossed the street to go over there to get their side of the story. Didn't go all that well. Check it out. Oh, hi, ma'am, I'm just reading your sign. James Top no, 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 is a traitor. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm interviewing a squeezy toy. Let's they see I had no idea. I was I in front of a know, daycare. You <laughs> so lie. you can... Liar! lie, <laughs> <in. You're laughs> lying, sure, lying, lying. Rebel news. Lying as far as the eyes go. Can you give us an example of that story? you got maybe the your buddy James pop touch there, there, touch fill me without my permission fill me without to your permission. Permission. I don't need me without your permission Film me without your permission don't me without your permission Film me without your permission Film me without my permission do without my permission take a step back please i'm on a public sidewalk, sir. Oh, hello,
2: sir. What is your phone today? What is your phone today? What is your phone today? Excuse me? Oops. Picture, oh, oh, you know what? Is we're just asking for you to remain peaceful. We're okay. peaceful. They're the ones coming, so I have you seen us here?
0: Okay, saying. well, why are you
1: talking to them? So why aren't I'm you talking, talking, to talking to them? We have
0: been peaceful. Can you please we're start talking to those that have been putting their flags in our face? Okay. Well, that's pretty profound. it, it's, 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 it sounded like flatulence. Oh, well, really good. I yeah.
2: do a very good job. Thank Ma'am, are you not
0: able to articulate your point while you're protesting here today?
2: I'm not I'm
0: able to articulate it. Okay then. Yes. It's a very healthy Liard. looking tongue.
2: Thank you. <laughs> Liard. Liard.
0: So, can you give us an example of the Liard. lie, sir?
2: Fuck that. What
0: liar Liars! 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 Well, there you have it, uh, Tamara. The loving, tolerant, yep. intelligent left. Here's the deal.
1: It uh, reminded me of the squeaky toys. There's that clip in Toy Story, the that movie, and they have all those little those <laughs> little aliens and the claw comes and they're like, the claw. <laughs> the claw. And uh, it really all those squeaks at the same time. <clears throat> I, I
0: guess we are the call. But here's the thing. What I don't understand, correct me if I'm wrong, Tamara, but isn't the ostensible policy reason of having a protest or a counter protest to get media coverage because right. you want to spread. I mean, as much as, you know, maybe, you know, several dozen people or a few hundred will walk by and look at their signs and uh, try to comprehend what they're protesting, but our YouTube audience is more than 1.5 million people, so a much wider audience to uh, see their message, and yet they just say slurs, uh, they stick out their tongues, the the, the squeeze toys, toys, uh, I mean-
1: It's a zoo. It's, their, it it's a bunch of animals with their chew toys. And, and what is the deal?
0: Increasing when you see the, the Antifa types, they're bringing the pride flag around. What What is the deal with uh, the LGBTQ, etc. etc. community? minus. Yeah. I, I don't even know how to say it anymore. There's so many ways of uh, referring to it. By the way, I, I think that was a very intolerant pride flag. I, I, I can't remember if it had the... The the triangle, oh the BLM you know, the and, and the trans, improved.
1: yeah the all the yeah all the, kind all of all the like things. new coke
0: back in 1985, right? <laughs> that was a flop.
1: And look at the other signs,
0: Holocaust denier. What you know? When has Mr. Top ever denied the Holocaust? <laughs> I I mean, it, you know what's sad is that many of these people, I presume, went through post secondary school. Um, I would imagine many of them in gender studies or something like that, in which the only job available for you is to become a a professor of gender studies. Philosophy. Exactly. Um, What do you make, Tamara, of the fact that they can't articulate their point? And in fact, I think if those cops weren't there, um, you had some in that crowd, which I'm sure would have gotten uh, violent Mm -hmm. with uh, William and I
1: what is it? Why can't they make their points? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And I wonder how they would be received or vice versa if it was the mainstream media coming to cover their event. You know, the mainstream media doesn't cover and come out journalistically in the field, as far as I've seen, especially over the last two years, to cover events like this. Uh, but I always wonder what kind of Would they be met with the same haste by the group if it was the mainstream media? And then what kind of questions would be asked? You know, would they push on what they're standing for and point out holes in their logic or in their understanding and misunderstanding of what exactly is going on? As you said, the sign with the Holocaust denial. (laughs) I mean, where does that even come from here? Where where are you basing your signs off of if you're so tolerant and inclusive? Well, then why are you displaying your behavior in such a fashion to people who maybe you disagree with politically, yeah. but really probably have other things in common with if you were able, able to have that open, honest dialogue and discussion. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure it's it's kind of um, like a like a bomb that's just going to go off at any time when you approach some of these these people and quote unquote these people. It's like a ticking time bomb. But uh
0: yeah, and, and it's infantile, and they've been yes. mollycoddled in a uh, environment in school in which um, a contrary opinion is akin to violence. You know, there's that phrase Antifa mm-hmm. has, punch a Nazi. Well, my definition of a Nazi is somebody uh, hell-bent on world conquest and uh, engineering a genocide. Um, but their definition of a Nazi is somebody that has a contrary opinion, and you don't debate. You use physical violence. This is what they're being brought up with in post-secondary institutions. It is atrocious. But uh, a special treat for you now, folks, are... um, Khaleesi of the Khaleesi's, that would be Almost. Sheila Gunn Almost. We're
1: Almost? not quite there yet. Oh, we're not quite we're, there. So, we're going to go to a quick little ad break and then we are oh. going to touch base with our colleague, Sheila Gunn who okay. is covering the Tamara Leach bail hearing today. And so, I, we're hoping to get some updates from her. But first and foremost, here is a quick ad break while we get Sheila on board. <laughs>
0: Who's here, Sheila Gunn-Reed. <laughs> How are you doing, Sheila?
2: Oh, you know, okay. I've been in court since 6.45 Alberta time, yes. uh, listening to the persecution of Tamara Litch this morning. And um, just based on what I'm hearing, it's a wonder that any murders get solved in Ottawa at all. <laughs> the lead investigator in this is a homicide detective of 22 years what? in Ottawa. And... His name is, uh, shoot, Uh, last name is Benson anyway. And uh, he has no idea who Tamara Leach's lawyers are. Um, And one of the bail conditions that they're breaching her on, well, the only one that they're breaching her on, is that they say that she is not supposed to be communicating with other convoy organizers except insofar that she is in the presence of her lawyers. She was at a Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms event. Her lawyers were everywhere in the room. Yep. And when Benson was asked, do you know the guy on the stage? Do you know who John Carpe is? He says no. Well, he's the head of the Justice Center. Yep. Then he says, do you know who the guy was on the stage that interview- that introduced Tamara before she came on and gave her speech? No, I don't know who that is. was well, John Carpe. He's the lead lawyer at the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms. The whole room was teeming with her lawyers. But the homicide detective, one of four that flew out to Alberta to get Leach on a nationwide warrant, like she was a murderer, um, he has no idea who, for example, that man standing beside Tamara is. That's John Carpe. And you would think a lawyer tasked with knowing who everybody in the room was Because the concern is that she can't be with convoy organizers. So you should know who those guys are. But you should also know who the lawyers are because she's allowed to be with the convoy organizers if her lawyers are there. He had absolutely no clue. No clue whatsoever.
0: It sounds like uh, Detective Benson is more like Inspector Clouseau. I was there at that dinner uh, last month, along with our boss, Ezra Levant, and uh, Mr. Vice President, and um, I can tell you, uh, I sat through Tamara's speech and it was a thing of beauty. It was so profound. And by the way, in case anyone is painting a uh, dark picture of this lady, no call to violence, no um, Never. call to even having the convoy go back there. It was all about the attacks on our individual rights, liberties and freedoms that is an ongoing uh event and it was very manifested on parliament hill this dominion day weekend so Sheila, like w- what's the deal because like you said uh i was there her lawyers were there she called for nothing out of the ordinary so what this is to me the definition of a political prisoner sheila
2: Well, that's absolutely it. They are also saying that there may be a second breach, because as Tamara was coming back to sit down after her speech, she leaned in for a split second. And it sounds like it may have been a congratulatory thank you from fellow convoy organizer Tom Marazzo. But again, her lawyers are there, so no big deal. But they are saying that may constitute a breach, too. Come on. And so, you know, like it's a split second. She leans in, somebody I think says, thank you. And then, you know, she goes and sits back down. It happens in a split second. Somehow, I guess, according to the crown, this crazy inept crown, that that is, I don't know, some sort of seditionist plot against the government taking place at that moment uh, because she's not allowed to organize protests. How? how could she have done that in a split second and you know this detective benson not of svu because even on tv they solve crimes um but um he he was saying that um that the defense asked him and i i can't even believe this question was allowed how do you basically how does How do you feel about how the Freedom Convoy affected Canada Day? As though that's any remotely relevant at all. Like, it's not. But secondarily, Tamara was in jail over Canada Day. What has that got to do with anything, right? Like, she was arrested on the 27th. Canada Day happens on July 1st. What if anything does that have to do with Canada Day? She didn't organize any of those protests. She's not accused of organizing any of those protests. And if Canada Day had a a cloud over it, maybe it has something to do with the fact that there was a woman in jail who's a political prisoner. And that's why people were out there protesting. The cop was complaining, oh, Canada Day, there were fewer families there and it was, you know, the it was less exciting or whatever. And you're thinking, well, Yeah, that's because the cops threatened people for like a week in advance. They moved everything around. They blocked roads. It was in a completely different area. Nobody was allowed on Parliament Hill. If there was a cloud hanging over Canada Day, Trudeau put it there. And the police put it there.
0: You are so right, Sheila. I was there on uh, Dominion Day weekend, and it it was the politicians and the police officers that were putting a cloud Over the weekend. I mean, even to the point, Sheila, uh, we saw a um, an ice cream truck vendor being told to move along because one of the key crimes is being stationary, evidently. And God forbid we have a weekend where it's 30 degrees centigrade uh, centigrade. And um, somebody is vending icy cold treats uh, to appreciative customers. Because, you know, that one ice cream truck, maybe the good humor man is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to a whole bunch of 18 wheelers rolling in. It is outrageous. You know, Tamara, how do, do you have a question for Sheila? Yeah, of
1: course. So I heard there was some delays this morning. Do you have an idea on what that was about? And is the hearing over at this point?
2: What's the What's the verdict? So there were delays this morning. Um, which I probably could have used to get ready for work, but <laughs> I didn't. Um, it was um, just some technical delays when you're dealing with remote court, which it seems as though every time I'm remote reporting on remote court, there's some sort of technical delay or an audio delay. So they had uh, some difficulty connecting Tamara's audio uh, from the jail, from remand, to the courthouse where um, all the lawyers and the judge was, um, it's not wrapped up. Sounds like um, the defense is sort of rested or sorry, the the crown has rested. I think they're trying to kill the judge with paperwork. Like 4,000 pages in one submission, 1,400 in another submission, trying to make us watch 36 minutes of Tamara's Mm -hmm. speech, which is fine. It's a very compelling speech, but I'm not sure it's worth the court's time when they are literally alleging that three seconds of this is the problem. Um, So they've rested for the day after lunch, wherein I have to cram a whole (laughs) workday into the lunch break here. um, They... The defense is up and they're calling Tamara's surety. So the person who put up her bail and um, is responsible for making sure that she obeys all of her conditions, including this person goes through Tamara's electronic devices, her cell phone, her computer, to make sure that she's not communicating with it. Again, they're treating her like a murderer or a sex offender. um, but. It's to make sure that she's not communicating with any of her fellow convoy organizers. And that person, their identity is uh, protected through a publication ban. And I'm really, I'm not mad about that, because could you imagine how that person would be harassed mm-hmm. uh, by the left for helping Tamara out? So, um, and, and also, I should note that the Crown is also saying that it, it's called a, a statement statement means that they want the bail that the surety put up. They want that forfeited um, and right away. Sounds like they want it done right away. So um, they're really not only are they punishing Tamara, but they're also seeking to punish anybody who ever tried to help her in any sort of way. So we'll hear from the surety this afternoon. I'm going to have to be very careful with my reporting because of the publication ban there. And then there might might, maybe. Depends on how long everything goes today. If There could be a judgment today on whether or not she will receive bail. But um, she's already been held in jail this time mm-hmm. for nine days. Sheila, uh, so,
0: I'll tell you something. I'll challenge you on one of the points you made where you said she's being treated like a murderer or a sex offender. I would say no. She's actually being treated worse. You know, at that dinner uh, in Toronto, and there's a visual of uh, Tamara Leach giving her speech. She talked about that cold, frigid night in February when she was arrested, handcuffed, put in a cruiser, brought to a prison cell. And she said how she was physically cold, how her clothes were wet. They did not give her a change of clothes. They did not give her a blanket. They did not give her a pillow. She had to freeze in damp clothes in a cell overnight. There she is uh, being arrested. And I would say if the cops did that, To the most vile person that they were arresting, a serial killer, a mass murderer, uh, there would be uh, all kinds of uh, charges of cruel and unusual punishment uh, to the suspect. But they, this, This was calculated, Sheila. This was making an example out of her. How in the world could you not provide her with a blanket and a change of clothes? Um, I'm surprised she didn't get ill from that. I mean, what do you make of that kind of treatment, uh, Tamara?
1: Yeah, well, as Sheila said, you know, not surprised that this is the, the treatment that you're met with simply for gathering peacefully in Canada to oppose the government's mandates and what they've done to the population as a whole throughout the the pandemic. I, I call it pandemic pandemonium because of the government response, not because of anything to do with the virus. And I mean, the fact that she's been held for nine days waiting for this bail hearing over The course of the long weekend Canada Day which is arguably very coincidental timing for someone like Mm -hmm. Tamara Leach to be arrested on these charges which sound like they're really grasping at straws to even try to, to to get anything here from it I'm really interested to see how it will unfold how the the judge rules and actually what was the bail amount what what was she do do we know what she was
2: originally out on bail what that amount was I don't know what the bail amount is, but I'm sure it was substantial given uh, the conditions that they placed on her um, and the fact that they protected the identity of the surety. Mm -hmm. But I mean, just the the Gomer Pyle level of police work here (laughs) is really quite outstanding. Um, For example, Uh, I heard from one of the Justice Center um, people this morning All morning long, they've been saying that, you know, she was at a table with Rex Murphy and Maxime Bernier and Maxime Bernier's wife. It wasn't Maxime Bernier's wife. Um, We also heard from Benson that he had no idea even who all the people were in the photo, the alleged photo that she took with Tom Marazzo. They know that they, they didn't even bother to identify two other people in this photo, well, how do you know they're not Tamara's lawyers? But, Sheila, how do you know that?
0: Hold on a second, Sheila. Your first point, Maxine Bernier and Rex Murphy, um, she was indeed at their table. Is Mr. Bernier and Mr. Murphy, are they enemies of the state now? Like, no, what is this? Uh,
2: no, but, no, but the point that they were making was, um, you know, that they didn't even, they're saying that she is breaching conditions because she's talking to fellow convoy organizers although she's allowed to talk to them if her lawyers are present. But they didn't even bother to identify who is a lawyer, who is this person, who is that person. And even the people they thought they identified, they were getting wrong. For example, the lady that they keep saying is Maxine Bernier's wife, which it wasn't his wife. And in that photo, they don't know if those other two people in that photo are lawyers. They don't know who the Justice Center is. They don't know who any of the lawyers are. All they know is that she took a photo with Tom Marazzo and they breached her on those conditions and they issued a Canada wide warrant. Mm -hmm. And that detective testified today when asked by um, Tamara's lawyer, who was incredible, by the way, um, said, have you ever issued a Canada wide warrant for uh, like a breach of communications conditions? And he said no.
0: Unbelievable. No. So they're, well, still, they're treating
2: her exceptionally harsh.
0: But but th- that is the proof in the pudding. They know they don't have a case, I think, Sheila. And again, it's another example of the process is the punishment. Uh, even if this is uh, tossed out of court, uh, they've still um, had her behind bars for several days. And the unspoken strategy, and this is what Tamara and I were talking about earlier with all the police officers on Parliament Hill, this is Justin Trudeau saying to the people of Canada, look how I'm protecting you. I've got this ringleader behind bars. <laughs> so any fear that the convoy is going to return on Dominion Day, that they're going to set up camps and tents and bouncy castles and a hot tub, it's not going to happen on my watch. I got public enemy number one behind bars. Yeah. Uh, I have eclipsed her powers. That's really what's going on here, even though they have... Zero case here, Sheila. Total nothing burger with fries.
2: Well, and why do they think people were coming to Canada Day this year to protest? It was because they had Tamara in jail. There were people writing free Tamara Leach on the sidewalk and getting tickets for it, might I add. (laughs) Even that was illegal. But I mean, that's why people were there protesting is because they turned our nation's capital into a police state. Correct. To stop people from protesting the government. Canada Day is a day where we celebrate our rights and freedoms. And if you feel they're being taken away, where do you protest them except for at the place that houses our government? And if the mayor of Ottawa doesn't like it, then go be a mayor of a different city. If the Ottawa police, who are terrible, they're really giving Calgary police a run for their money in being the worst in the country. But if they don't like it, then go be a cop in another place. But this is a place where free expression should reign.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and don't also- by the way please Sheila whatever you do don't forget the Montreal police service when it comes to okay. the worst law know. enforcement agencies in Canada. I don't know
2: these guys are arresting little tiny women in in Calgary <laughs> they're locking up pastors so <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Exactly. Montreal's got a State little of bit of ways to and Tamara. Well I just want to go back to
1: also that the fact that Tamara Leach is being held on mischief claims yeah. right like this isn't this isn't a crazy outlandish High-ranking yeah. criminal charges here. This is just she's being accused. Accused. She hasn't been proven to be guilty of
2: mischief and it, inciting it, it, it's a others or
0: counsel to counseling create, others yeah.
2: to be mischievous yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, That's being annoying in public. It's a catch-all <laughs> thing that when the cops don't know what to do with you, they charge you with mischief because um, you're just being annoying, and they don't know what to do. But it's basically being criminally annoying mm-hmm. and encouraging other people to be criminally annoying. They picked her up on a nationwide warrant for that. And they're treating, they're going through her cell phone. Like she is someone who deals in child pornography. That's how this poor little woman is being treated. And I keep saying she's little because it's shocking how small she is. Tamara, she's smaller than you and you can fit in a teacup. Like she makes me look like an Amazon and I'm not a big woman. She's like up to here on me. And she is public enemy number one in this country.
0: Shameful. Um, mm-hmm. Sheila, based on what you heard, um, how do you think this is going to play out? Because it looks like for the prosecution, this was an embarrassment.
2: Yeah. Uh, if I had to bet, I would say I'm 75.25 her getting released. I really okay. am. Um, however, this is a different judge than last time. Last time she was in front of a judge that said, you know, you can't you basically you have a right to free expression in this country. You cannot govern someone's political views through bail conditions. And he was very clear about that. Um, This one is a little bit different. Uh, Sometimes when Lawrence Greenspan, one of the best lawyers in the country, objects to certain things, the judge is letting it come in, like asking for the or allowing the cops opinions about the impact of the freedom convoy on the Canada day protests, like, what has that got to do with anything? She was in jail during that time, you know? Um, so I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure how to read this judge. The crown is awful. Um, and Lawrence Greenspawn, he represented, uh, he's represented terrorists in the past. And yeah. so, um, he's, I mean, and that's really how Tamara's being treated too. So and, and he's probably know- the right guy for the job.
0: And and Sheila, that's so important to bring up the judge. Uh, I I personally know two criminal lawyers here in Toronto, more than 30 years of experience. And both of them are on the same page. The X factor with any trial is the judge, right? And they gave me both the identical example. They've gone into court saying, oh my God, my client has a shite case. There's no way uh, he's not going to be found guilty. And he walks. And conversely, This is an incredible case. There's no way he can be convicted guilty. It always comes down to the judge. And, um, you you know, that's what I worry about, Tamara. Um, Mm The interpretation. Is the judge going to look at the merits of the arguments or is this going to be a politically motivated uh, decision?
1: Well, I think the damage is already done. They've held they've held Tamara over yep. Canada Day weekend, the long weekend, yep. and that spoke volumes. Just that timing, there, the the convenience and the coincidence involved, and uh, so, like you said, the, the the process is the punishment. Yep. So. Yep. Uh, Yeah,
2: I mean, she's approaching four weeks in jail now. I think it was nearly three weeks before, and she's rolled over nine days right now for being annoying in public, for protesting the government when the government didn't want to hear from her. Really, that's what this is all about. And we've seen the unequal treatment of protesters, even in Ottawa even over this past weekend. We had vegans getting a police escort up to Parliament Hill, holding their placards. But civil liberties lawyers were not allowed to walk around with a sign. Uh, Oh, actually, Sheila, we're not uh, allowed anywhere near the hill.
0: No, we mentioned this earlier on the show. Um, We also saw street preachers, people handing out religious uh, pamphlets. Uh, The rule is You can walk around on the hill. You can't be stationary because that might be the genesis. That might be the big bang of a convoy. So (laughs) what the police were saying and the bylaw were saying, you can walk and talk, which is the language they use for prisoners at a penitentiary when it's exercise time. You know, you go in a circle, walk and talk. That's what Canadians uh, had to do law-abiding Canadians, including, as Sheila said, folks, civil liberties lawyers. You could walk and talk. You just couldn't stand there with your sign. That might create some kind of a oh convoy 2.0. It's it's unbelievable, Sheila. I wouldn't have believed that if I if I didn't yeah, see look, it with my my own oh, eyes. Oh, those
2: people seem like they're standing stationary, don't they? Oh yeah, they, but they, they're vegans, they... though. They don't have the energy to walk around for so long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get letters. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sheila, thank
0: you so much uh, for for covering, um, you know, this this uh, bail hearing. Uh, Is there anything that you left out that is relevant to Tamara Leach's case?
2: Oh, boy. You know, it's so much. I mean, just everything. It's just it's just uh, the more you hear about just the level of the things the Crown is willing to do to get her. I mean, they sent four cops. I think it was two homicide cops. Homicide. homicide And the homicide detective, (laughs) Benson. And then I think a supervisor out to Medicine Hat to grab Tamara Leach to fly her back to Ottawa. And this, I mean, I guess my takeaway is don't get murdered in Ottawa because Deputy Dog is not going to solve the case here.
0: (laughs) And you know, Sheila, the perverse irony, as you well know, and you too, Tamara, is that contrary to the mainstream media narrative, crime went down in Ottawa Mm -hmm. when the Freedom Convoy was there. Not up, right? Down. So now you're, you're telling me homicide detectives? And it's kind of funny, too. Where is this push of law enforcement when it comes to our beloved colleague, Alexa Lavoie that got shot with some kind of cylinder right in her thigh and tear gassed. And and, and thank God it was her thigh because if it was her head, I might be speaking of Alexa in the past tense. Yeah. Um, When I queried at the press conference, uh, Chief, Acting Chief Bell, uh, he hadn't even heard of this, even though this was international news. Where are the homicide investigators when it comes to uh, looking at why a police officer discharged a firearm against a journalist?
2: Well, and, you know, if we really want to just look at the unequal treatment here let us not forget the Antifa maniac who allegedly drove his crappy Jeep into a crowd of convoy protesters in Winnipeg. Yep. It was politically motivated violence, which is, I think, the definition of terrorism. Yep. Uh, he hit four people, four of them. By the grace of God and his own ineptitude, none of them were seriously hurt. But what was he attempting to do? Kill them? I'd like to hear those arguments. But you know what? He was released on bail the very next day. Um, And that's it. He just gets he doesn't have somebody going through his cell phone like Tamara does. He doesn't have restrictions on his movement the way Tamara did. Um, He can probably talk to other Antifa members who helped weaponize and radicalize him. Um, But he was out on bail the very next day. Tamara for the crime of mischief has been in jail now three weeks and then nine more days for a three-second breach taking a fo- a picture with a fellow convoy supporter.
0: Well, Sheila, I am sure in terms of the Justin Trudeau liberals' mindset on the Jeep driver, he was doing what amounted to uh, prudent public service, trying to get yeah. rid of some of the undesirables out there with the freedom movement. Mm-hmm. And if you think I'm exaggerating, we mentioned earlier in the show we, our homegrown Al-Qaeda terrorist, he's not behind bars. Uh, he gets to fly around the country, uh, even though allegedly he's on a no-fly list. He got an eight-figure check, 10.5 million, for killing one of our allies and partially blinding another. So um, real crime, real terrorism, that's okay with Justin Trudeau. Thought crimes, Orwellian crimes, that is something where you get the book thrown at you. This is a disgrace.
2: Well, and, you know, I, I would think that, you know, I heard all morning about how Tamara Leach inspired all these Canada Day, I don't know, inconveniences. They're like, they're talking about Canada Day like it was a 9-11 level event when it was, <laughs> I think, just mostly inconvenient. Um to some people but you know they're talking about how tamara inspired all these other people well i think you can draw a straight line from the liberal and the police rhetoric about the convoy to the violence that happened in winnipeg that lunatic allegedly was weaponized to hurt those people because he goes through his life saying punch nazis You know, if I ever see a Nazi, I'm going to punch them. And then the TV and the liberals are saying, yeah, these people are white supremacists. These people are Nazis. Uh, Justin Trudeau called them white supremacists. So when the white supremacists, according to the media, descended on his town, he's lived his whole life for a chance to fight them, punch them while he punched them with his car. And, you know, there's no accountability for the rhetoric that led to that.
0: Well, Sheila, I want to thank you again uh, for covering uh, this important uh, bail condition hearing. Um, And you you know that I'm wondering if other mainstream media outlets out there are covering it. And if they do cover it, you know there's going to be a slant to it Mm -hmm. um, in in which uh, she's being depicted as some kind of a terrorism, uh, organizer or, or, whatnot. it whatnot. It, it's shameful. It, it It's absolutely shameful and painful what's going on. And, uh, Sheila, I'll let you get back to your work. Uh, you know, uh, by the way, you know, it's national workaholics day and that <laughs> applies <me>. to you. <laughs> <It's right> here. <laughs> Here's the number one workaholic in Alberta folks, Sheila Gunn-Reed. Sheila, thank you so much Thanks, uh, for weighing in on the Tamara Leach case.
2: You got it. Before I go, if you want to show your uh, support for Tamara, if you go on the rebelnewsstore.com, we've got some free Tamara t-shirts in there. Um, sure to probably get you hassled by the police, but you know, <laughs> you're know you a conservative. You're getting hassled anyway. Uh, thanks, guys. Thank right, you, thanks, Sheila. Sheila.
0: You take care. Yeah. Well, that
1: took up uh, a lot of the time here, but we we didn't even touch on the Free Tamara petition, actually, that you attempted to drop off there in Ottawa.
0: Well, you know what? I'll I'll throw this out to the folks. If you go to our uh, website or our YouTube channel, um, you can see that we tried to drop off two petitions uh, to the Liberals. One was uh, Free Tamara Leach. The other was Fire Marco Mendicino. And we were told by the Parliamentary Protective Service, it was impossible. That's a direct quote, impossible to do so. So Justin Trudeau and his cronies, they don't care, folks. We had tens of thousands of signatures on those petitions. They don't care what you think. They're not even hiding it. What was so problematic of accepting um, hundreds of pages of signatures of people uh, that don't like what they're doing on those two files, well, It's kind of like the song Home on the Range, where seldom is heard a discouraging word. That's Ottawa today. We're not interested unless you're a cheerleader. Uh, for Justin Trudeau mm-hmm. the biggest cheerleader of course being Jugmeet Singh otherwise <laughs> uh, there there might be some uh, regime change uh, movement on the horizon but I believe we have some, we super, have some chats, super chat right? so let's okay. get to
1: those because some of them came in fairly early on in the uh, live stream so thank you for that yeah if you're on these other platforms uh, Rumble Odyssey and Getter I believe all three of them you can engage with the live stream somehow I know we're a bit late to the game today, but for future, you can send in a small monetary donation and and super chat us or otherwise get your comments read on screen by us. And it's a nice way to help us keep the lights on and keep the studio functioning while also engaging directly with us and us to engage directly with our viewers. So thank you for doing this. I have one here from Cross Cosmics. Ten dollars. Thank you very much. Um. Oh, we're showing in there. We go. Oh, okay. uh, hey, David, love superheroes. Check out my crowdfunding on Indiegogo. It's called The Canadian Shield, number two, and more. It is a Christian superheroes based in Canada. There wow.
0: you go. Well, you know what? I, I <clears> will check it out because if you look at uh, Marvel in DC, it is an industry, uh, you know, it's basically an oligopoly of comics. Those are the big two. And the wokeism in comics today, folks. It is off the charts, um, and uh, there's so many examples I won't get into it, so, uh, and I'll tell you this much, I don't think Marvel or DC would ever be interested in um, a Christian-based uh, superhero. In fact, I I believe, you know, the superhero I most uh, commonly compare mm. uh, Sheila Gunn-Reed to is the Huntress, because she's got a crossbow, <laughs> like Sheila does, and she wears a cross, or I think she used to wear a cross, I believe they've reimagined the Huntress. Of they've the...
1: reimagined all, so many of them. Buzz Lightyear, that was a total flop this year. And Which one was that? Buzz Lightyear, they put out a new. Yes. I think it was literally just called Buzz Lightyear, and he was supposed to be, I think, like gender fluid or something. Or, oh,
0: no, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was
1: a total flop. So that's also nice to see, right? What's yes. that quote? Go woke, go broke.
0: Yeah, there you um,
1: go. C1CAS gives $1. Thank you. Tamara is going to need a book written about her. Can't hmm? think of anybody better than sheila Gunn reed so is that i don't know is that tamara leach tamara ugolini two books <clears throat> yeah maybe we each need a book i wouldn't be mad about that how about um, we
0: uh spend some time and tell me about your life one day and uh, see yeah if you'll take some notes <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll take it a... all started on the beach <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was a dark and stormy night
1: <laughs> uh one more super chat one dollar Sojo sojourner i think uh, yes. Antifa talk about violence. Those were all hateful words. Those were all violent behaviors. Yes. And so, Jorner
0: and uh, Tamara, uh, you know, the, what's so perverse about Antifa is, of course, the word Antifa is a <laughs> contraction of anti and fascist. And they use all the tools of fascism. Mm-hmm. They hurt people physically. They vandalize. They use graffiti. They they shut you down. They're not. They can't convey an opinion if you have an opposite opinion to them. That you are therefore by default a Nazi. They're not anti They're just
1: Fa. They're just thugs. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's that's a good way yeah, of putting it.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's the odd uh, oxymoronic names that it's always very easy to to find just to see to point out they're oxymoronic and they're hypocritical. And so that's where they can't engage in dialogue and discussion because they literally just can't attest to what what it is they're doing and what they're aligned with. They regurgitate. And I think you already mentioned that earlier in the stream, you know, that's years of the school system, just teaching people how to regurgitate and repeat what you're being taught and not to think critically and come up with your own thoughts and your own opinions because you might face reprimand for that, even in the school system. And I mean, as we've seen throughout the whole narrative, those all those institutions have been a total failure in that regard and allowing any sort of discussion or dissent. Um, I'm sad that we didn't get to any of our other topics on the live stream, yeah. but we are, unfortunately. Well, that was a
0: super fast uh, hour. Yes. So, uh, and I know you got to get back to uh, the rolling hills of Northumberland the County. The
1: brood, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. it is beautiful hills <laughs> yeah. over there. All right.
0: Well, <laughs> folks, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to our team behind the board there, Olivia and Efren and uh, maybe Danny. I'm not sure if I saw her there or not, but... Uh, Maybe she is there. And all of you that put in a uh, contribution uh, in terms of uh, a financial one, greatly appreciated. It. It's how we keep all the uh, lights on here. And Tamara, thank you for mm-hmm. coming all the way in uh, from the Coburg area. Tomorrow, there will be two more rebels at noon Eastern to host the live stream. And in the meantime, as always, folks, stay sane. Look, I think the evidence
2: is really clear and I think um, we have to acknowledge when evidence changes. So my message to everyone is disregard anything we said about two doses. <laughs> it's three doses or more. And as ATAGI continues to watch the evidence, they might broaden the um, criterion. It's important that you keep engaged with those messages and know if you're
1: eligible for further vaccines.